Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roapalooza. It's already Row USA. It's our third anniversary of broadcasting, live streaming, and audio podcast, and our 100th episode. So this right now is our 100th episode, and I just don't know where the time went, but we've had some fascinating conversations, including uh, with some of the folks who you will meet today uh, on our Roapalooza. And we are. We also wanted to uh, uh, mention that we have a new uh, website. So readyrowusa.com is the website and our, all of our archives will be up there. And uh, you can contact us through the website. The show notes are, are always updated there and you can um, interact with us. We love to have people chiming in on our live streams and afterwards. So chime in on any of our social media platforms. That's And just, like I said, nothing gives us a greater thrill than seeing that little notification dot on Instagram or Twitter. And our, our uh, audience gets personal attention to questions, comments, episode suggestions, and our sponsors and partners like re receive a value that far exceeds their investment. So I'll introduce you to a couple sponsors in a second, but please join us on a live stream. We're going to have about four or five of these in December to celebrate our 100th episode and uh, third anniversary. So we would like to give some uh, big shout out to our first distributor, Rebecca Caro of Rowing Chat. She and Marlene Royal produced the Faster Masters program and we, are very grateful for the uh, launch in 2018. And uh, now I would like to introduce our guests. Let me put them on the screen. They do exist. <laughs> Hi. So let's see, there's, you can unmute yourself. I think we're good to go. Um, Ruth Marr, well, wave to you. Hi, Ruth. Hi, Charlotte. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm really excited. It's, it's, I just don't know where the time went. It's just, it's there's so much to say about rowing, I guess. But uh, Amy Mayer, who's the race director of the Head of the Charles. Hi, Amy. Hi, Thank Charlotte. You. Thanks for having me back. And again, congratulations. You're welcome. And we'll talk about a couple th ways that you're involved in rowing and not just the head of the Charles, but you have a very uh, great cause that you represent as well. And Matthew Lacey, who's the new director, uh, executive director of the Rowing Industry Trade Association. Uh, hello, Charlotte, and hello, world. Uh, <laughs> yeah, happy to be here, maybe share a little bit about Rita. But uh, of course, huge congratulations, one, on being a Rita member. But uh, of course, three years and 100 episodes is a huge achievement. So happy to be a part of the, the panel, the group today. Oh, it's great to have you. And I've heard great things about what you're doing at Rita. So I mean, from sincere, you know, authentic uh, reports. So but I would like to, uh, yeah, you can tell your version, yeah. the version of the story. <laughs> Anyway, I'd like to uh, give a shout out to our uh, new sponsors, um, Sykes Rowing. I actually bought one of their boats and I, I, I fancy that I got some free speed out of it, but it's one of their 135 uh, flyweight racing shells. And they're also destined, or they're actually already a member of our Ready Row USA Hall of Fame, along with um, 
NK Sports and Rose Source. And uh, we have a little bit of an echo from somebody around here, but uh, I don't know. Maybe mute yourself for a second and then we'll see. Um, so Sykes is great. Fabio Selvig will be, uh, you know, if you buy a boat, it's like you get a partner. So I love them. Um, I love the company. And he also represents Resolute or, or is the head of Resolute uh, Racing. Um, we've also teamed up with Burnham Boat, Burnham Boat Slings, as most of you know it. From great, great uh, shell covers and all sorts of accessories for uh for rowing shells and all the all the other equipment that you have associated with rowing. Um, so thank you, Peter Carmond, Linda Murray, and Fabio Selbig for, for helping us get uh, pay our internet bills, I guess you would say. Uh, so why don't I let you guys, um, Amy, Ruth, and Matthew, just why don't you go around and uh, just say a little bit about how you got involved with your company or your project and, you know, five minutes or so. And Ruth, you want to get started? Ruth, you may be muted. Yes. You are muted. Oh, okay. are. <laughs> Sorry, I'll start that again with a thank you for having yeah. me. Very You're happy welcome. to be here. So my company is called Rowing the World. And we are a boutique tour operator, adventure travel tour operator, specializing in rowing trips in many different parts of the world, particularly in Europe and in Canada. But we also all, always have some exotic destinations. So, for example, we've run some trips in the Maldives, in South Africa, in Australia, New Zealand. So we're uh, very happy to be truly uh, quite a, an international in our scope in both our destinations, but also mm -hmm. our clients, our guests who join us. You asked how I had got become involved in this company. And mm -hmm. it, um, it's by a long way. I have been in the adventure travel industry for well over 25, 30 years. I had a previous company called Randonnée or Randonnée in French. It was an, a, a cycling and walking tour company. And we specialized particularly in Europe uh, but also in Canada. And I had that particular company for 15 years and uh, ultimately decided it was time to, to get out of it and make a change. Near the end of uh, owning that company, I had actually been experimenting and playing around a bit with self-guided rowing trips uh, to extend the cycling and the walking uh, that we are already offering. So when the company was sold, I, that portion stayed with me. And I got out of, I needed a break. I went back and did consulting work and took some time off and kind of did other things for a while. But it, it's very true that I think once you're in the adventure travel industry, kind <laughs> of has your hooks in, in you, sort of like rowing does. I think that you either, if you, if you love it, you, you can't stop it. You can't leave it. Yeah, so, <laughs> so after a while I realized I kept kind of circling back to this idea of a rowing tour company. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, it's hyper niche. It's as you would all uh, well understand. So I, I finally decided I needed to make a decision about whether I was actually going to do this 
finally or just have to stop thinking about it. So I took about six months and I wanted to answer two key questions. The first was, would park clubs who own quite expensive equipment in different parts of the world, would they be willing to let me, you know, some Canadian coming in and bringing international people to use their equipment? The second question was, would anyone want to buy this? Because, you know, it doesn't matter if you think it's a brilliant idea. What really matters is what people want to buy. So I, I did quite a bit of work on this and tested those questions. And at the end of the day, I decided that, yes, I think this is possible. And so in uh, January of 2013, I launched Rowing the World. And we've been running trips in wonderful places ever since then. Um, obviously, the pandemic has put a little bit of a crimp in our style lately, as it has for many businesses. But it's, um, yeah, it's it's wonderful. It's very much a partnership model. And I really love being able to mm -hmm. take people to all these beautiful places in the world, enjoy the sport we love, yeah. and then also, you know, eat well, drink well, <laughs> you know, stay in great places, and so on. Your photos are just amazing. You know, I follow you on your blog is your blog is amazing. This thoughtful rower, you've just launched that, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the last one you put up was just about your, you know, our connection to the water as rowers. And just, I just, I was just blown away. It was oh. really nice, you know, um, so. Well, thank you very much, Charlotte. And yeah. did you, I just want to ask you, did, did people just like when you took this break and did, did people just stay on or did they like want refunds or did they just come back? Cause you then took four trips this year, right? Yeah, actually three. We ran three, three trips mm -hmm. this fall, which was um, terrifying and rewarding. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's wonderful to know that yes, we can run trips safely in a pandemic. Um, what happened, you know, we have uh, a tremendously loyal clientele, which I'm very grateful mm -hmm. to. And we do have a very high number of repeat guests, which I think also in indicates that. So when the pandemic came, like many people, we really didn't know what's going to happen. How long is it going to last? So initially, we began to have to make decisions about canceling trips, um, deciding what we're going to do. Generally, as people in business, you know, one of the first priorities is you really do have to manage your cash flow. And so we were in a situation where not only had our revenue, you know, stopped dead and without a clear sense of when they were going to continue, you know, re restart. Also, we had ongoing expenses with staff, uh, marketing mm -hmm. initiatives and a few other things that were going on. And so we basically um, asked our guests, you know, said we would like, asked our guests if they would be willing to leave their deposits with us. Ruth, Some I think we're having a little bit of trouble. Ruth, we're having a little trouble with your feet, your uh, audio. Okay, what would you like me to do? Mute and unmute? No, I think you're okay. I mean, it's just, it drops in and out. Matt and Amy, did you hear that? Or? Uh I've, I've maybe I thought maybe once, but otherwise I've yeah, thought okay. everything. All right, so yeah. go ahead. Yeah, so people, people, you have a loyal fan base, and they just kind of waited for the trips to yes. activate again. The vast majority 
left their deposits with us. Wow. We gave issued credit notes for everybody. They don't expire. Um, we are now that we're starting to run our trips uh, and hopefully in 2022, we'll be able to run more. We're able to do things like if, if people who booked with us for 2020 and left their deposit, they're, they're paying the 2020 price if they travel in 2022 or 2023 with us, even though costs have gone up, our prices are going up. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had a few people request refunds. And so we have, we have refunded them, but we've had a few people. We had one woman who unfortunately has a health issue and uh, she, I mean, actually it's more than just this one person. We've had a few who have said, you know what, just keep my refund. It's yours. It's, yeah. you know, we like what you're doing. We know it's tough it's a it's a gift and that's that's been amazing awesome well uh let's go around and then we'll have some time to discuss afterwards you know you can ask each other questions and so something might have come up and we'll have any that come in from the audience too so um so matt can you uh let's 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 actually let's end this round with you and amy why don't you tell us a little bit about assuming the mantle at the head of the charles and what your other work with uh, fundraising for breast cancer recovery. Sure, sure. And so thank you for having me back. Um, yeah. So thr thrilled to be here and really thrilled to, uh, to have had a very successful uh, head of the Charles this fall. So obviously mm -hmm. coming back um, bigger and better uh, following the pandemic. Uh, so my role um, with Head of the Charles, um, and I've been involved with the Head of the Charles for almost 25 years now. I can't believe the time has gone by so fast, um, yeah. but I am uh, essentially responsible um, as race director for overseeing all of the uh, race committee and, um, and race operations team members that really, at the end of the day, um, make the Head of the Charles happen. Um, mm -hmm. So definitely... The head of the Charles, um, despite what some may think, is predominantly put on and supported by um, a huge volunteer base um, of well over a thousand volunteers. Um, and so I am responsible for making sure in my role um, that everything is executed successfully over race weekend. Um, and even though uh, this past year's regatta has already ended, um, I'm already busy uh, <laughs> planning for next year. Uh, I was on a call last night already with uh, with our umpire committee. So, uh, awesome. so we're already, already planning for that. Um, you know, we were really uh, obviously trying, you know, watching obviously everything going on with the pandemic um, mm -hmm. and, you know, really just very happy through the support that we had here locally in Boston from Mass General Hospital to have advisement on how we put on a safe regatta for all of our athletes and spectators and volunteers. Um, and also this fall, you know, add a third day of rowing on Friday, um, where we not only added rowing, um, but we actually streamed well over 150 singles. I think Charlotte was one of those yes. folks going down I the love, board. I love um, that Friday thing. That Friday thing was great. Yeah, yeah. Did it, so, did it add a lot of uh, complication to your planning or was it? It's, uh, well, you know, the regatta has always been, as everyone says, a two-day regatta with, mm -hmm. you know, Friday being the prep day. So with the yeah. addition of Friday, now we have Thursday and so for some committees, Wednesday is a prep day. So, right. um, you know, it does put a, put a bit, bit more of a lift on the volunteer base, um, mm -hmm. but we learned a lot from this past fall. Um, I don't think at this point we will probably see Friday go away. 
Um, and, and as always, you know, we'll continue to try to streamline yeah. things and, uh, and continue, continue to make things better. Um, I'd, I'd like to give a little shout out to Cindy Larson, who's an amazing wrangler for the, uh, is it the river control river control? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Cindy has been a long running volunteer. Um, her and the river control team were thrilled to be in the new MIT Pierce boathouse, uh, this mm -hmm. past fall, um, which was, I finally got in there myself and was, was absolutely beautiful. Um, but when I'm not involved with Head of the Charles, um, and actually I, I got involved with Head of the Charles uh, 25 years ago, actually, as a, as a community rowing uh, member, which is actually where I learned to row, mm -hmm. it was really through trying to put in some volunteer hours for community rowing that I, I just kind of landed at Head of the Charles doing registration. Um, but when I'm not involved with Head of the Charles, um, I do row. Um, um, I started as a sweeper at Community Rowing, um, but now fast forward to uh, to being, uh, you know, full-time working and a mom of two boys. Um, I now predominantly scull um, out here in, uh, in Shrewsbury, Mass on Lake Quinsigamond. Um, and one of the, I would say, really two things happened to me in, in my life over the last five years or so is uh, in 2014, I was diagnosed with, uh, with breast cancer. Um, and actually, uh, following my treatment that summer, uh, 12 weeks after my mastectomy and reconstruction and treatment, uh, I actually rode in the head of the Charles, um, yeah. and have, have continued to be very active with the, um, making strides for breast cancer walk in Boston, as well as pull for a cure, which is a, a fundraising effort for making strides that was started by some rowers at Brown and have also remained involved with the, uh, the American Cancer Society um, and um, continue to just be, you know, a, a vocal advocate for taking care of yourself and really talking about how rowing for me during a very difficult time in my life really helped me focus on a goal mm -hmm. and, and, and really recovering. Um, and then just a couple of years ago, um, which really made this past fall's head of the Charles meaningful for me, um, I was actually diagnosed with a very serious brain tumor yes. um, and following an 18 hour surgery, I'm happy to say that I had a full recovery from that. Um, and so at least for me, rowing uh, in the Charles this past mm -hmm. fall um, had a lot of meaning as well. So I've also started to get very involved in, uh, um, you know, brain tumor awareness and treatment. And again, you know, have told my story about rowing since again, mm -hmm. it's been a very big help for me and in, uh, in my recovery. Well, the people that are involved with like Row for the Cure and Recovery on Water and those organizations that, you know, they just, they emphasize how good it is, you know, and how how much it improves the health of people. Yes, yes, yeah, especially following my... Uh, when you have a, have a brain tumor and, and surgery in your head at all, and they do anything with your inner ear, your balance goes totally out of whack. So, yeah. uh, so it was definitely, uh, I would, I would say a Herculean effort of, uh, mm -hmm. vestibular therapist that honestly got me back in a boat because you're not only, you know, on a rowing machine, you're obviously sitting stationary on the floor, but obviously we're on the water. You have the water also moving you as well. So, right. um, the recovery was definitely challenging, but, uh, you know, I, I listened to what everyone told me and, and just continue mm -hmm. to tell people that, you know, 
if you set a goal and, and, and really work with the right resources, you know, rowing can be a very therapeutic and great way um, to, to recover. Yeah. Especially like the mental aspects of it, you know, and that, you know, what do you call it? Psychosomatic or, you yep. know, like one in, one influences the other. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Great. Well, it's really nice that you can, I mean, it's incredible that you can leverage your, you know, your rowing and, you know, combine those two interests and pursuits. It's yep. wonderful. Yep. No, absolutely. So no, it's uh, just happy to be back and in, in rowing and <laughs> doing what I love and then, you know, continuing to try to help support other people um, awesome. who, who are in similar situations. Good for you. Um, let's just uh, have a little, uh, the elevator speech from Matthew about the Rowing Industry Trade Association, which is actually a fairly new organization as well, right, Matthew? Yeah, it is. I think we're, um, uh, uh, came around in 2019. I think a, uh, a terrific idea whose time has come. I think there were some stewards in the sport. Uh, they saw the opportunity, I think, in the rowing community for uh, uh, some additional just leadership um, and thought that these uh, industry, you know, these partners, these folks involved in the rowing economy, I mean, they've dedicated their lives to the sport. You've got multiple generations uh, of folks who've been involved with in their own community. And um, they really wanted an opportunity to get together, collaborate and, and speak with one voice. So they got Rita together uh, as an organization um, and then just got everything squared away, got their bylaws moving, got involved in a couple of projects uh, and initiatives. And then finally made the leap towards a, a paid employee just about six months ago, uh, yeah. which was me. Um, I'd uh, taken a break from uh, over 20 years in nonprofit management and was just looking for something different. Uh, timed it perfectly with COVID coming along. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so took about a year off. And then uh, uh, this, I just got a phone call and uh, the idea was, uh, just super interesting to me because I think, you know, another, when I say a leader in the rowing community, you know, a chance to go out and then leverage the experience, voice, resources, uh, everything that's there in the industry. I, I'm, I'm fully convinced uh, that the sport needs to evolve. We need to do things differently. Mm -hmm. um, we need to take some new approaches. And, uh, you know, I think getting a lot of that feedback and all those creative conversations and all the energy that I've seen come out of Rita members. Uh, I mean, just I mean, like Ruth, uh, I think, you know, below me. <laughs> It was, I mean, her story was awesome, right? I mean, she had this terrific idea basically on finding a new, you know, sort of uh, point of engagement in the rowing world, made sure it worked. And then all of a sudden we see the rowing community grow, you know, mm -hmm. coming across with experiences that keep people involved, right? If they have a terrific experience, they come back the next year and do something else. And uh, so long and short, the uh, the organization came together to do three things. You asked for the elevator pitch, uh, Charlotte. Yeah. Here it comes. Uh, it's a long elevator. It's like twenty five pullers. <laughs> Good. I'm pushing all the buttons as we go down to give myself. You're one of time. those kids. Yeah, uh, but really, what Rita does, it's got three things, and the first is creating a community of owners and entrepreneurs, and mm -hmm. allowing them a chance to get together, collaborate, innovate, have yeah. conversations. And, and really share. I mean, honestly, a lot of these folks are in silos, right? Where you're, you're head down in your own business, worrying about how you're going to make it through COVID. Uh, and we have these wonderful things called happy hours, where then everybody gets together. You know, you can crack a beverage or not, uh, but it's a chance to go ahead and then get out of that silo and then start realizing there are a lot of other folks that have shared 
that very same experience and are more than uh, happy yeah. to go to them and share how they so navigate it. Just a question, yeah. like how many of your members, like what percentage are, are like the big manufacturers and those big, you know, gorillas or, yeah. um, or, <laughs> yeah, um, or people like me and Ruth, you know, like we're just like, Indeed. So they're, yeah, they're just about 10, uh, what we call them, you know, I call them steward members. And there are these 10 yeah. of these members that uh, have been around for a long time. And they've made an investment uh, in Rita because they really want to see the organization exist uh, mm -hmm. as a tool. And we'll get into what it's going to be used for. But there are about mm -hmm. 10 of those folks. And then we're coming up on just about 30 uh, of the smaller okay. organizations. So I mean, cool. we're going everywhere from boat builders, uh, mm -hmm. of course, and then the largest indoor uh, rowing machine uh, producers, you can head to the Rita website, check out who they are. Uh -huh. um, and we go from massive companies, yeah, all the way down to, you know, one person shop consultants, uh -huh. uh, you know, uh, so it's, we, and we really span every experience in the rowing economy. So if you're thinking about a, an app that helps you train and get faster on the C, you know, on the uh -huh. C2, you know, that's going to be present in the same space as the guy who's, you know, inventing a better wrench uh, over in Great Britain. And, and do uh, you have a, like a mentoring program? So like if, if I know I have a friend who's done a wonderful work on a STEM app uh, yeah. for, you know, science, technology and, and, and develop a whole curriculum and everything. And he's really looking for, oh, you know, grants and investments and, you know, um, support on getting that out because it's so cool what he's doing. Do you know yeah. Neil, Neil Bergenroth? He's. Uh, I think I've had conversations with him from a prior, yeah, cool, uh, very cool guy. I mean, he's just dedicated yeah. so much time to this, and I just I would really like to um, see him succeed because you know he's getting he's getting rowing and fitness and science and you know the STEM subjects yep. to an audience of of kids who might not you know it's just enhancing you know giving access to a whole group of of people who. Indeed, yeah, and yeah. I think combining it with that educational aspect—that's the, yeah, the hottest yeah, trend. Yeah. So, do, uh, so do you have a mentoring, yeah. like, a, or or is that just kind of accidental? Um, well, so what we can say is, I mean, right now, Rita, um, maybe what I should do—I'll answer that question. So mm -hmm. hold me to it. Let's get it on a note, okay. and we come back yep. to it. Um, because then, what we do uh, as an association—I mean, the second thing is we allow members to collaborate on projects mm -hmm. and initiatives that they see really creating a beneficial impact in the rowing environment. So we're talking about growth. We're talking about uh, greater inclusivity. We're talking about uh, more innovative approaches, you know, people doing things differently uh, than we have and, and creating space mm -hmm. for, for the sport and the economy to grow. Right. And so people engaging in new businesses, that's creating, you know, that's having an impact in the rowing economy. And um, what we, we just had our uh, annual meeting at the Charles is that's that opportunity for people to come, you know, from all over the globe and land in Boston. Yeah, and, I'm sorry I couldn't come. I was like, it was my my race was the next day, and I just like I was compl a complete wreck. You know, yep. like, <laughs> well, no worries. Uh, what was fun but about I, but I, I talked to Michael Naughton at, at NK. You know, yeah. yep. And there's one of our stewards. Yeah, he says you you know you just knocked it out of the park. So I'm glad that was. Well, and what I'm excited about is that we had a chance to sit down and then look at all the directions uh, that our creativity at mm -hmm. this moment in time would allow us to go. And it's too many. And yeah. so all of the members right now, actually, uh, when I get off this call, I, I get to send out a, a voting document to all the members and they can start mm -hmm. choosing which of these projects oh, that cool. they want to undertake. Yeah. And one of them right. is uh, creating a mentoring program for uh, women and BIPOC owned businesses. So we can mm -hmm. actually start leveraging some more ownership positions into the, you know, the, the business community. 
Yeah. Um, and so uh, other than that, honestly, it's just what I can say, you could say it's accidental, but we've just got a super supportive community and there are a lot of app developers mm -hmm. and a lot of other folks in the technological okay. space that would of course be, uh, you know, happy to help. Um, Good to know. And then the third thing, last thing, and then the elevator pitch, pushing all the buttons, <laughs> uh, is advocacy, right? We get the, the yeah. business community together uh, and we're able to just speak with one voice when we start talking to governing bodies, you know, mm -hmm. around the globe. Uh, in world rowing, U.S. rowing, rowing Canada, it uh, it gives us that opportunity to go ahead and create an umbrella of protection, so no one company has to step out of line if they've got some criticisms. They'd like to see some policy changes. Now they can yeah. do that, uh, speaking through just you know one protective mm -hmm. voice with Rita. So um, there's a lot going on on that front as well. Well, bless you for for taking that that uh, challenge on. That's great. I mean, you I get to work with some pretty amazing people. Yeah. Why don't we open it up to Ruth and Amy and we have, uh, I don't know, we can take a few more minutes. I'm not going to hold it to hold us to exactly 30. So um, I just like to, I have a few things to say at the end. And then, you know, if you guys want to ask Matthew or each other some questions about what you do. Well, I, I'm just going to say, um, you know, Charlotte, you didn't show up because you had a race the next day. My <laughs> excuse for not being at the AGM is I was rowing in <laughs> Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember uh, a little while ago, I, I actually was briefly on for a year or so on the board of Rita, and I couldn't make one board meeting. And uh, Chip Davis said, uh, said to me, and the reason I couldn't was because I was rowing in Martinique in that particular case. And he said, that's the best excuse for making a board meeting. <laughs> yeah, usually top 10 that I've ever heard. You're never going to get anybody. Well, come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a good one. But I am I am disappointed I missed it because I, I really love what Rita is doing. And I think mm -hmm. that you're doing a terrific job of kind of you know folk getting it a focus and moving things forward. So mm -hmm. I look forward to these, you know, the what's coming through and, and the next happy hour. I think they are great to have that chance to just see each other a bit, chat about ideas and so on. Yeah. yeah, got very lucky with two Rita members on the call. That was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't have right. the regattas as members uh, at this point, but you know, I'll be giving you a call, Amy, yeah. in a little bit. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, well, let us let me know. You know how we can get the word out about stuff that you do. I, I know we've talked about doing a kind of a regular thing. You know, I'm happy to to yeah, work no, this with is you a on great, that. Uh, this is a great vehicle, and I think you yeah. know the more and more people that come into this. I mean, it's uh, you know we've got you know that whole podcasting community has really come alive in the last yes, uh, year. Yes, so this is yeah. Um, yeah, this is just another you know terrific vehicle to get the word out. So I'm just appreciative right. of what you're doing. Well, it's fun. I wouldn't do it if it weren't fun, you know, because I'm not exactly making millions per episode. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 aiming to to increase that, but you know whatever. Hey, let's double the size of the rowing community and it's going to get more sustainable. I'll take a, yeah, a solid bet. That's cool. Amy, any final uh, thoughts about the head of the Charles or? No, I think just, or, uh, you know, like I said, we're already working on next year and uh, I have a board meeting tomorrow um, preparing mm -hmm. for um, with, uh, with the board managing directors and uh no, just, uh, you know, I think just very, uh, all the feedback we got through all the surveys we've done is just, yeah. everyone was just so appreciative that, you know, the rowing community was able to get back together and do what they love, which is race. Um, and uh, it was just great to, to get everyone back together and um, you made some- And I love the the uh, graffiti on the bridge, you know, 
Yeah. Re reunited. I've taken reunited. a few pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Taken a few pictures yep. of that. Well, thank you all. I mean, you can stay on and and uh, pipe up, but I'm just going to run through our our last few. Um, uh, notices. Uh, we have a hashtag that we use on social media, and I noticed that more people have been using it, so I'm really excited about that. I, we have uh, people giving uh, gadgets and gear and services, and so we, we periodically go around and find people who've been using the hashtag, which is ReadyRowUSA. It's really simple. So use that, and that helps us get the word out about what we're doing, and um, and gives you a little incentive to uh, maybe win something. So I know Mark Wilson is was supposed to be here today, but he he runs uh, with uh, Jim Dietz. He runs uh, All American Rowing Camp, and he's giving a uh, remote coaching session. So you know, don't pass that that opportunity. Um, so the hashtag and social media. Uh, we also want to hear from you about what's going on at your club. If you're starting a club or hiring somebody or looking to hire somebody or, you know, you had a, you know, raccoon walk through your boathouse or something. <laughs> we love just to have little nuggets and bits of news about rowing clubs. And I think we're going to be doing one. Uh, there's one starting up on the North Shore of Massachusetts in Lynn soon. So I think I can't remember exactly what they're calling it, but. But uh, they're really, they're going to be on a club spotlight soon here. Um, and gadgets and gear. Uh, when we, when I finish up here, I want to ask each of you, the three of you, what your favorite rowing gadget is or a tip, trick or hack. Um, we are also a media partner of the U.S. Rowing Convention. So that starts on Monday with a master's uh, track uh, in the evening, I believe, mostly. Um, and we are a media partner. We're going to be live blogging and supporting uh, that. It's a lot of gr great um, content, including a free component for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, okay, let's let's just get your uh, the close it out here with some, your favorite gadget or gear or service or boat or whatever. I'll go first because I have to take a knee and get out of this one. I mean, these are my people. These are, you know, every guest yes, from no. a wrench to a service to a... Yeah. <laughs> so I can't show any favoritism. I love every single one that exists. A, a um, bucket. You get a bucket of gadgets. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're yeah. all perfect. Uh, so yes. please, I'll let the well, well done, Mark. <laughs> well done. Uh, Amy? I would say my favorite gadget is my neoprene uh, butt pad, which I you no longer can buy because I've been trying to find a replacement one. And if anyone can find a vendor that will make one again, uh, mine is nearly falling apart, but it, but it's nothing has replaced it. Um, and I have to I have to put in a plug for a second one, which is uh, the little tool, and I'm going to botch up the name, which allows you to push out your spacer when you're on the water and change it. Um, yes. Without the little out. like twenty cent thing that yes yes yes, yes. it's a, it's a must it's a must so I, I have know it. two or three of them so yes yeah. they're a must Ruth well you know there is there are so many wonderful things actually <laughs> what jumped to my mind is um, uh, the those little backpacks that is the, the strings on them yes. and I use that all the time when I'm on a tour. Because often, you know, you've got your water bottle and you got mm. your seat pad and you got maybe a jacket and you got your phone and you got all these mm. things. 
And you can't just keep putting, especially for me, I can't put them down and then go and get them. I just need it always on me in case I have to jump in the boat or help somebody or whatever. And then I now I, at my club, I do the same thing. I was walking around with a little backpack mm-hmm. on instead of all my, you know, all the. Yeah. That was my number th- Ruth, that was my number three. So I, <laughs> I, I finally just replaced a, my bag that I'd had for 12 years at Head of the Charles this year because I washed yeah. it so many times the thing fell apart. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's my number three for sure. I agree. I, I agree. It's like a, I, I have a fanny pack. Then it, it, I put it around to the back when I'm rowing. And I actually forget. I don't think it has any effect on my rowing. It just, it just sits there. I don't even remember it's there. But, uh, you know, then I have I can have my phone and I can take my selfies at the uh, BU bridge and stuff. So <laughs> but speaking of butt, butt pads. Ah. Got, this is written or made handmade by a woman named Angelica Green. And she's got a company called Gel Pads. Oh, OK. And I just I sent her a message like, can you make me one? Yeah. So I bought this and. Uh, I might get some more for for uh, special giveaways and stuff. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I want to I want to test it out. I'm very particular about my butt pads, so I'll, uh, I'll give it a I, try. I know a, a butt pad is 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 a very uh, particular thing. To, yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, thank you all for for being here and for being part of our our celebration. I I called it a Roa Palooza because I just wanted to have something like an exciting name. But apparently, I'm not the only one who's come up with that name. So. If you see another Roapalooza, it's it's just a fun word, I think. So, well, congratulations, Charlotte, and thanks for uh, thanks for having me. You're welcome. You guys are the best. Thank you. Thanks, Ruth. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you Bye. Thanks. All right. Stay warm up there. I will. <laughs>